Hey, everyone, and welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the chief of serial and sigillate of the FLG, and I am Seth the Mad Doc, your competitive correspondent. How have you been doing, Kicker? Man, I am doing great. We are... <laughs> We are, what, a week away from the LVO, the largest... You and I will both... All three of us, actually, I think, will all be... Uh, Nikki D's here in the background. I, I forgot to introduce our, our producer extraordinaire and flannel fan. Um, he, I don't think you leave until Thursday morning, Nikki D, but Kicker and I are both traveling uh, uh, Wednesday night. So, yes, in one week, Kicker, we will be in full gear LVO yeah. time. Yeah, it's, 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 it's go time, folks. It's go time. Hey, if you are listening to our podcast, please consider watching us live every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you get the cool visual elements. You get to be part of chat. And, and yes, you get to hear us live right now talking about the biggest event of all time. Because, yes, this is the biggest event of all time. I mean, every game system we have, well, most. It's more than an event. It's a party at this point. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. And, and it's crazy because you basically every game system has grown there are we did remove some of the smaller game systems that just don't have like as much traction at frontline gaming events so like we're gonna infinity. say you george rr martin them <laughs> yeah i'm sorry we like infinity's not there this year i'm so sorry to say that but so we've taken the space from infinity and given it to age of sigmar uh you know malfo didn't make it sorry so it's 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 it's, it's a shame uh, we don't have monpoc monster apocalypse but instead we have you know an, a massive 40k tournament a massive mcp tournament legion x-wing all these things a game of song, uh, fire and ice, a song, song of fire, fire and ice. ice, yeah, just exploded. So cool stuff all around. But before we talk about the LVO anymore, let's talk about some hobby progress. Seth, I gotta tell you, man, I might be going to go work LVO in a Starologist event, and I'm working like a dog, but I still got a game in this week. Very proud of it. I'm proud of you. I ran nights. I ran nights. Oh, really? Yeah, it, it was weird. I mean, you've been I, painting them. <laughs> I've been painting them for my son. It it felt awkward. It was weird. It was unnatural. I didn't really know what I was doing. But I took photos the entire time of my knight army, and and I shared them with my son. And that right there is like that's that's like my parenting moment right there. Both my son and I are geeking out over these cool action shots of my knights charging into my buddy's chaos army. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. Um, I don't know if knights are the army for me, but it did go really fast. It was probably the fastest game I've ever played. I mean, I had like six models on the table, so very very fast game. Seth, what about you? I know that you're not playing at LVO, but have nope. you been getting some hobby work done, or maybe you're getting some? I, so I've been, you know, I went to a GT this past weekend. Uh, I, I went three and two. I missed out on my goal of four and one <sighs> twice. Uh, my first loss was by a point. My second loss was by seven points. Oh, yeah, but dude, um, that's close. That's yeah, so they were close. close. I, f I felt good with that performance, but uh, I went to that and uh, now I'm back and I, I was trying to shift gears a little bit and try to uh, see if I could hobby up some of the Necrons that I had um, try to replicate the color scheme I did when I originally painted them using contrast and try to make it a little less steps. Turns out it took just as many steps <laughs> to get the orange I wanted. So it, it didn't shorten that at all. Um, and then my hobby progress came to a screeching halt because um, I picked up a stomach virus, which I still am suffering from. Um, but I, I rallied and I made it tonight for y'all because I'm I mean, he was literally puking five minutes ago. So guys, yeah, let's give this guy it. a round of applause. I, I might be eating ginger trying to help keep my stomach settled. <laughs> While I'm sitting here, <laughs> that is dedication. Ginger and Gatorade. We're we're here. We're doing the show, folks. We're live. We're doing it live. <laughs> so, um, but that's that's it for me. I didn't do anything. I, you know, it's a fun trip. 
um, I'm kind of, you know, I'm with kicker now it's crunch time for LVO. It's crunch time for stuff at work to me, for me. So not the most ideal time to be sick, but we're making it happen. And while I'm running the admin side of LVO, Seth, dude, you're going to be on that stream with Joe and helping yep. correspond. Like, like you, th this is not a vacation for you, man. You're going to be running no. around. No, I'll be Thursday. I'll be helping all the streamers for all the different game systems get going. I'll be there seeing you guys in line, chatting with everyone who's in line. Come say hi. I did just get a big restock of our signal stickers. The, the, yes. the Shrek and donkey one. I'm sorry, Nikki D. I couldn't get the uh, the uh, Puss in Boots logo done in time. It was easier just to get them to reprint an old logo. So I have those to hand out. I'll, you can, of course, get some from Kicker or Nikki D when you see them running around in all their spare time. Um, yeah, and then I'll be doing sideline coverage for the LVO champs on War Games Live. So you'll be seeing me kind of reporting on the other games that aren't on stream. And, and let's bring in Nikki D. Nikki D, man, how have you been? I know that you you too have been uh, having a hard couple of weeks. Share your woes. I think people need to know where you've been. Yeah, uh, we'll keep it fairly short for <clears throat> for legal purposes at this at this point in time. Uh, but I've been uh, I've had a little visit to the apothecary uh, due to a a leg injury. Se several, um, several, actually several leg injuries, but. Everything is operational. I'm up and moving. I'll be able to walk the floor at LVO, which I'm really excited for. And then day after Christmas, Nurgle blessed uh, my wife and I both with a uh, respiratory virus. And let me tell you, we were knocked on our butts on the bed, on the couch for about a week straight. So that is fully out of the system now. I am very, very happy about that. So my hobby progress is Ooh, basically we, we watched a lot of movies. Survival. I've, I've got yeah. sick and, I, and I'm on the track to recovery. Nikki D's got sick. He's on the track to recovery. Kicker, are you going to get sick before LVO? Literally, you guys should know this. I am I am invulnerable. I am basically a superhero. <laughs> I, I run on, you know. Oh, just listen you know, to him say that, folks, and watch that man. I, I run on sugary breakfast cereal and, and dried berries and you can't stop me man i'm invincible um i know i think the difference is between me and you two gentlemen is that i have children and children bring in all sorts of nasty stuff so my immune system is just like can't You've stop this <laughs> can't stop this well all right yeah yeah i mean like literally dude my kids bring like yeah anyway so i think i think if you have kids you just have a better uh, immunity but okay let's jump into some news folks we're gonna start off with the games workshop uh you know announcements we have this new spearhead stormcast eternals box set um mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting because it's got a lot of models that were previously only available in, in larger box sets or in that, I guess, the Dominion box set. Um, I'm, you know, it's it's cool. You, you know, they're constantly releasing stuff. Um, this is a nice, you know, value box. You get everything in there. Um, yeah. Seth, I mean, they have a chariot. Don't you think we should have chariots in 40K? I think there's a chariot in this box. We I think do. We need more it's chariots. called Logan Grimnar. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, I think we need more Logan Grimnar-like things. I think it's <laughs> just a very cool thing, and we need them in 40K. Um, but let's start with the pre-orders. This is what's a little bit more exciting. There's a lot of models that GW had released, but they were kind of, what, what is it called? Uh, Gatekeeped or whatever. You had to buy a big box set with a bunch of yeah, other models. Yeah, they were like the special character in a large box yeah. set. Yeah, and now those are characters all coming on their own. We got Trug, the big uh, troll thing. We got uh, a guy on a dragon. Uh, and we got a guy that definitely is a storm cast. But the first time I saw him, I was like, clearly that's like some guy who worships death. Right. Yeah, right. And they were like, no, he's a storm cast. And I was like, 
have you looked at him? Because he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't look like a Stormcast. He's all in black armor with like a giant scary dragon yeah. and skulls all over him and but don't he looks like chaosy. And they're like, no, he's he's a Stormcast. He's got like a chaplain kind of vibe going on there too with a skull mask. I don't know. I just thought I boy, guess, but I'm still like, mm. I think <laughs> okay. we got some fallen Stormcasts. All right, so we got the big troll that's like scratching his butt. We got the the evil <laughs> guy dragon, but the, the, I think the crowd favorite is the the tree guy riding the beetle. I don't know. It's called Belroth, the first throne of Corn. You know, you're gonna have to paint that for your daughter. <laughs> I have to paint that. I mean, it's a pretty cool model. I do love it, and it's just a giant. I, I just love that giant beetle. I think it's so cool. So we've got that. But let's put the models aside. And let's focus on the really, really exciting thing that's going up. Uh, this is The End and the Death, Volume 3, the final book. This is the final book, right? Please tell me. Yeah. The, final the final book. All right. We got Nikki D in the back nodding his head, confirming. This is the final book of part. So part three of the Siege of Terra's uh, grand finale. Uh, Seth, did you read the first two? No. Oh, geez. I, well, I stopped reading Horus Heresy a while ago. It just, okay. I... Well, uh, I just no. can't care about Space Marines that much. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, jeez. You see, I like the Siege of Terra because it's not just Space Marines. You got like the average Joes, you know, in, in, the, in the, I don't know. I, I really have enjoyed the Siege of Terra series. I did not enjoy orcs, the Terra series. Did you not know I'm a longtime orc player? That's all I care about. <laughs> There's not enough orcs in it. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, I think that many people have thoroughly enjoyed uh, the uh, Siege of Terror, especially the End of the Death Volume 1, Volume 2. Volume 3 is coming out this weekend for pre-order. And I personally am excited. Seth wants more orcs. So yeah. let's, that. Uh, let's let's phone in a friend. Uh, you know, Nikki D, thoughts on Siege of Terror, specific, specifically the End of the Death series, the last three. What do you think? Yes, no, maybe so. I haven't gotten that far myself in reading Horus Heresy and Siege of Terra. Um, also, I don't know where the second, where volume two ended, but I'm a Blood Angels fan, and <laughs> I don't know if I want to read that thing about Sanguinius. I don't know. Right. I, Are you going to fall into the black rage while reading the book? I, that's probably a reason why I shouldn't. Yeah, that's a good call. He's set. just upstairs in his office reading. His wife is downstairs on the couch, and you see him yelling, <laughs> Horus! <laughs> All right, so I guess, guys, I will just carry this burden on my shoulders and 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 finish this last part of this of this book. But okay, um, let's talk about the frontline gaming events coming up. Obviously, the big one is LVO, and the big thing mm -hmm. we're announcing right now is that GW is doing a massive preview at the LVO. No surprise there; they always do a big preview. It tends to be one of the larger ones out of the year. This one is 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 going to be a good one. I, I I cannot talk about it. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but um, you don't. I think this is going to be. You don't want to miss it. You, you don't want to miss it. So it will be available to watch online right after the event, you know, like they always mm -hmm. do. And they'll have the blog post like they always do. But if you're there in the room, there's a lot of energy. Last year, I think we had like 400, 500 people there watching, you know, the there. GW crew on stage. Uh, they take Q, uh, questions right after the event, which is kind of fun. I mean, after the, the, the preview. Yep. Um, so we're going to have reveals for 40K, Age of Sigmar, Horus Heresy, Warcry, Warhammer Underworld, and Kill Team. You know, guys, we've been seeing a lot of previews tree you know teasers for upcoming 40k stuff seth predictions what do you think we're gonna get for 40k do what do you think we're gonna see at this preview i guess i should say so we we know that they've shown us they, at christmas they showed us dark angels and we haven't gotten yeah. any information about when that codex is coming so i would expect to see some information on that but if you're following the pattern of they show you models before you tell you anything about a codex that means any one of the next three which uh, according to the roadmap was custodes orcs and now yeah tau. Um, maybe we'll get some some models on that or maybe a, a, even a timeline on, on one of those as well i'd be super excited for that yeah 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 well and 
And and who knows? They can always have a nice little surprise, you know, a nice little curveball. So so let's see what's going to happen with that. Uh, the preview will be airing at 9 p.m. Thursday, January 18th Pacific time. That is uh, midnight on Friday the 19th, technically for those on the East Coast of the U.S. Now, here's the really fun part, guys. If you're at the LVO, and you should be because it's the coolest event of all time, but if you're at the LVO and you're there Thursday night after early registration, that's when the preview takes place. Now, attendees to the preview... <laughs> I'm, I got to read this very precisely. We'll get their fate read by the Emperor Tarot when they enter the hall. Uh, take that and do what you will with it. Uh, I'm very excited to, to share this though. So basically, if you're an attendee, it's going to be kind of on a first come first serve basis, but you'll get your fate read, which is which is kind of cool, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so after the LVO, which is you know next week, we've got Cherokee coming uh, you know quickly after in in. in February on the East Coast. That's in North Carolina. I want to remind everyone Thursday night, the event starts Friday, but Thursday night's a really fun meet and greet, hangout, open play, just, just roll some dice. There's a bar there. So we'll be doing that again this uh, Cherokee on Thursday night. After Cherokee in March, we've got the Rocky Mountain Open, and we are pleased to say that we've got MCP now added to this, this event. The Rocky Mountain Open was originally 40K in Age of Sigmar, and now we've got 40K Age of Sigmar, Legion, MCP, and uh, Kill Team. So yay. For I that. heard a lot of good things about the Rocky Mountain Open last time. I got to put it on my schedule. You do, man. You do. You, you, you should fly over with me. We, we can like rent a car. You can stay at my hotel room. I don't know. It'd be fun. We can hang out. We can get tacos together. It's a fun, it's a fun event. It's I just, fun. I don't, I mean, I'm not against tacos per se. I just feel like <laughs> I wouldn't think of Denver for tacos. Denver, Denver has a good food truck scene. That is, I've been that is... to Denver for like a work trip, before, like twice, actually. I just don't remember tacos being like high on the list anywhere. And, and they also have like a lot of healthy food too. That's it. Okay. Oh, we're bringing in. That sounds like kicker's vibe. Now, okay. Seth, there is a thing that I know about Rocky. Mountain style pizza. Do you know what this is? Which I know, Seth, you're a pizza There's guy, but do you no know way. Rocky Mountain style pizza? Is that with cow There's, testicles? Yeah, I was like, no, are we going Rocky no. Mountain oysters here? <laughs> no, it's it's not that. Rocky Mountains. It's it's kind of a soft and doughy pizza crust. Okay. I'm out. I'm drizzle, out. No. And you no, drizzle no. honey. On I it. want the crispy crust. I have to I have to side here with Seth. I'm all about the, the crispy thin crust. Also, right now with my nausea, the soft doughy also just made me real happy. I'm have some of more ginger. <laughs> Oh, uh, I, I know. But thank you, Nikki D. I did not know that there was a a, a Colorado Rocky Mountain style pizza. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Now, and the MCPTO did want to share that they're getting these really cool. If you're playing MCP at Rocky Mountain Open, they're doing these like cool wrestler belts with like a giant MCP logo on it. I don't know. I should we should we should show a photo of it, but we don't have time to bring up a photo. But very cool stuff. Now. Guys, time to talk about nerd news for the week, and this this is actually something that I know Nikki D is way too excited about. Nikki D, you, you I don't want to steal your thunder. This is this is your thing. You talk about it, man. Okay, so this is relatively hot off the press news. Just came out yesterday. Disney had a bunch of new announcements, Star Wars related. Two key items. The first one being they confirmed Ahsoka season two is happening. There was a question about that um, based on how the series ended, and um, there there were. Nobody was really under contract. There was some uncertainty, but they've, they've confirmed season two of Ahsoka is happening. Writing is already underway, so we may be seeing, seeing that sooner rather than later. But more importantly, there has been a new Star Wars film that will be coming to movie theaters. Uh, and it is going to be directed by Jon Favreau, who's been doing Mandalorian. Jon Favreau did, uh, he was like the architect for the Iron Man movies, the originals, mm -hmm. yeah. the first two as well. Uh, great director. And uh, he is going to be doing a Mandalorian Grogu feature film. It'll be the next Star Wars film that we actually get to see 
in theaters. Oh, in theaters, in theaters. All right, sweet, 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 sweet. In theaters. So, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, let's just quick quick poll you two guys real fast. Do you prefer a really good movie or a really good series? Like, what do you, what do you what are you more addicted to? Like, you know, with me, I, movies are fun, but I much I just I want a series. So, I, I, a Mandalorian movie is cool, but I really enjoy the series. I, I like you know investing in that weekly you know routine of going to go watch that episode. What, what do you think, uh, Nikki D? So. I don't really go to the movies that much anymore, but there are certain movies where a movie, a movie theater full of people that are giant nerds. And if the movie's good, like you just can't beat that experience. So for me, if I go to the movies, it's because I really love it or I'm really interested in it. Um, But more often than not kicker, I'm with you. I'd prefer just a good series that I can sit on my couch with access to my fridge and the beer of choice that I want. Um, But a good movie every once in a while is just the best. Yeah. Seth, what do you think, man? I, so my heart says movie, but if I, I look at my recent viewing habits over the last year or two, it's probably series. Yeah. If there's a good quality series, I'll watch that and I'll rewatch that more than I will a movie. Don't get me wrong. I still enjoy good movies and I rewatch them. I just don't rewatch them as much as I would watch a, re- a real good series. I'm just I'm just hoping that this Mandalorian Grogu film is the equivalent of Rogue One, which is kind of like the gateway to Star Wars for many people. Because like I would love for this to be an opportunity to get people that don't really care about who never watched the Mandalorian series. Like, OK, this is kind of cool. Now I want to go back and watch the series like like my wife. <laughs> like I've tried so hard to get her to get into this stuff. And so mm-hmm. Kicker, anyway, you, you have a much easier path that you need to use, which is what? your children. My children. Yeah. Dude, dude, I'm watching Lego star Wars with my kid already. All right, man. Like, yeah. you know, you he get doesn't do it. She has to watch it. Cause the kids are watching, you yeah. know, <laughs> there we go. That's, that's the strategy. So guys, we're going to jump into our main section here. This is, this is, this is about the LVO and we are uh, fortunate because we are the guys that run the event. We are fortunate to have the entire roster of players that are coming. Now this, this may uh, adjust a little bit, but we yeah. have the full roster of, of players coming. Um, and, 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 and we're able to sift through that information to figure out who to watch at the LVO. Seth, take it away. Yep. So I do want to, I have two announcements to make before we get into this. The first um, is from our head judge, Adam Solis. Uh, He did confirm that the rules cutoff is for FAQs is tomorrow, meaning the Necron FAQ that came out today will be in effect. Um, I'm sure most Necron players already looked that rule up and checked it, but just, you know, answer the question that's out there in the world right now. Um, That uh, FAQ did make it in underneath the the deadline. So it's going to be in effect. Um, the other shout out I want to give is for our other uh, assistant head judge, Jeremy Atkins um, from StatCheck. He was uh, used, used this list of players to help generate uh, an ELO score for every player in attendance. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with ELO, it's kind of a, a ranking system they use in like chess and video games where basically uh, if Kicker and I are of even skill, we should have a, a very similar ELO number. And if you beat someone that is better than you, your ELO goes up by a lot. If you lose that someone's better than you, your ELO goes down a little, not a lot, because you were supposed to lose to that person. Um, and if you're someone who has a high ELO and you lose to someone who's lower than you, then you lose a lot of points because you weren't supposed to lose to them. So it's it's a more stats-driven uh ranking than something like ITC, which is just event placement. It is taking every game into account. Uh, he went back and took every game that these players have played that are in attendance for the last two this years. This is a thousand plus players, guys. Yeah. Like he did some work. So so we have this list uh, and I went through it. Now, uh, kind of the, the, the things that jump straight to the top. Who's going to be there and who do you need to watch? The, the favorite, uh, in my opinion, by a mile 
is Manny Chima. Manny Chima's coming over. He's coming back this year. He is the first-ranked ELO player in attendance. He is the champion of the WCW from Games Workshop, and he is currently the ITC number one rank. Um, he has been playing Chaos Space Marines, which are still very strong uh, for the last couple of months. I don't see why he would change that. We don't know what the players' lists are, uh, but I have... No reason to expect Manny to, to uh, give up on that list that has got him this far. Um, nothing Manny is, is hungry for this win, all right? He, he did is. not originally have a ticket. He reached out to me a little later and it's like, I, I, I got to go for this. I got to go for this. I mean, like, he, he's on this hot streak. He wants to win the largest 40K event. He is coming from the UK to win. He is not fooling around. So, yes, yeah, Seth, I think you're right. He's not going to be testing out something random. He's going in with something yeah. he's comfortable he's with. He's going in some, with something tried and true. So I expect to see him, you know, I would, I would, it's Vegas. So, you know, we have to bet. I put money on him making top eight. Um, and I would suspect that he makes a deep run, if not all the way. So he is by far the favorite. He is, he is, uh, the Vegas odds, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. 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 Totally, um, totally. Now the, the number two ELO player in attendance is a name that you're familiar with, but it's actually kind of been a little bit, um, less active this season. And that's Brad Chester. Brad Chester is number two in ELO in attendance and he's number seven in the ITC. He has been kind of all over the place with factions across the year. And you guys have to remember this ITC season spanned the end of ninth edition and the start of 10th oh, yeah. edition. So Weird, yeah. Yeah. Massive shakeup on what's good, what armies are strong, what armies are not. So it's kind of hard to, to really, you know, put a finger on this is their main faction sometimes. Um, but I have been keeping an eye on Brad a bit lately because he has been playing a lot of orcs uh, and, and been enjoying them. So I would not be surprised if he were to take orcs to this. Uh, he did uh, come in uh, second place at Cherokee Open as well. Um, so he's def I think he was playing Eldar at that one. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's made deep runs before um, in past LVOs and at past FLG events. And, um, and Brad's just got like he's got he's got skill, man. Not that Manny mm -hmm. doesn't have skill, but Manny Brad's been playing a range of armies, playing across the for a long time. He's he's always consistently doing really really well. So yeah. uh, do we know if Brad has made the top eight at LVO previously, Seth? Do you know that off the top of your head? He has. Okay, I, yeah, I, I just know that he's. I remember him making the cutoff. I can't remember what year it was, but I I know he has. Yeah. Um, now the the third ranked person in Elo hasn't made top eight before to my knowledge. Okay. That's Thomas Ogden. Number 20 in the ITC. Um, been a bit of a break year for him as well. I believe he had a, uh, a son, so he's been taking some time away from the game, but getting back into it. Um, he's had some solid performances with both Tau and Eldar. Uh, so definitely someone to keep an eye on. Um, like Brad has not been to a lot of big events this past season. Um, so uh, kind of not on a lot of people's radars right now. Um, now here's a fun one, Kicker. You know this man. You've worked yeah. with him a lot. Our our next ranked ELO that I, I wanted to pull out and point out is Sean Naden. He's eighth in ELO for the event. And this is, I, I pulled him out because this is a good demonstration of the difference between ELO and ITC scores. Because remember, ELO is across the last two years of data. Yeah. Sean is currently ranked 1,233rd in <laughs> ITC because he's only been to four ITC events this season. He's taken a big step back. Um, he is the captain of Team America again. <laughs> Um, but he does have, you know, he's been through some life stuff with a move and a couple of kids. Um, 
and of course reorganizing Team America and being the captain for that. He has pretty consistently been playing orcs though at the events that he has gone to. So I would not be surprised to see him show up and throw down another mighty orc list. And it's crazy because this guy traditionally was known for being the the elf player. Like he was the yep. Eldar player. Yep. That was his thing. Yep. So, and if you remember, he made it to the finals last year with orcs. He did. I, I believe he was the yeah, the finals. Him, him and, and uh Jack Harpster. Yep. Jeez. So close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh certainly I think it's all but one year Sean has made the fine or made the top eight. Yeah. Um he is it, a very that, consistent that speaks performer. volumes, right? Like very he's consistent got performer. the experience, man. He's done it. He's done it. He's been there. He knows what it takes. Up next, uh, another one that you might know, also know, Kicker, Michael Mann uh, took first at the Rocky Top, uh, Rocky Mountain Open, our inaugural Rocky Mountain Open. Uh, he's ninth in ELO at the event, 61 in the ITC, and he's a member of Team America. Um, I uh, have followed Michael as well on occasion because he does play orcs, but he also plays demons. So uh, most recently, I think I've seen him on demons. Um, and I, I say when someone is on Team America because it's certainly possible that for the good of the team, some of these players might be pushed to play a faction that might not be their first choice. Mm. So I personally would rank orcs more powerful than demons, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, someone like Michael played demons because he has the skill with them and they might need someone on that team with a little bit more experience with demons and they need someone with orcs because there are a lot of orc players. On Let's that team. bring in our, our resident demon expert, Nikki D here. Nikki D, do demons have what it takes to win the LVL. No pressure. Uh, Go screw it up. I I, I, I wish. Uh, I think it was, um, I think uh, Meta Monday, Joe, one of his, it might have been right before the holidays, but like there was a weekend where demons did not have a single player uh, play them at events. So demons are in a bit of a rough spot right now. Um, I'm taking a hiatus. I was taking a hiatus from demons anyways, just because I played them for a full year, but they're, they're kind of hurting. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I, would not be surprised to see a player like this who is playing a faction orcs that is widely represented on that team. There's like probably the best five orc players in the nation are on that team. Um, be pushed into to learning and perfecting a faction that is not orcs. So keep that in mind. Speaking of good orc players, Ben Jurek, <laughs> 13th in ELO, ELO, number three in the ITC. Um, since he switched off of orcs to Eldar this year, he has been on a rampage, uh, taking first place at LSAO and securing his spot on Team America. Um, he has been pretty uh, focused on the Eldar pretty much all of 10th edition, as much as it hurts me to say that. Um, so I expect him to see that. Now, I love Ben. I think he's an excellent player and I wish him the best. But recently he has uh, gotten himself rattled at a few large events, the Cali Cup and the uh, WCW. Um, so I'm really hoping to see him rally and make a good solid run here. Um, just keep his head in the game. I might be going around giving him pep talks about the event. <laughs> Are you going to give him pep talks if he's still running Eldar, not Orcs? Look, I love the man and I'm going to do it anyway, okay? <laughs> All right, it's the, it's the man, not the army. All right, got it. All right. All right. Up next, Zach Kerstetter, 15th in ELO for the event, 149 in the ITC. Uh, but this is also another Team America player. Wow. Uh, America and another team, to player, play. team America player that's mostly been focusing on Eldar. Now, again, you, you might look at ITC rank and say, oh, 150, he's not in contention for the top. But Sean Naden, who chooses the players for Team America, doesn't choose people that don't know how to play the game. Um, and 15th and ELO means Zach has certainly performed and done well against high caliber players. So, um, 
there's always some dark horses that slip their way into the top eight or at least the, the shadow round, the top 16. Um, and Zach is certainly one of my players, and I'm keeping an eye to make a run like that. Now, kicker, you might know this next player, uh, <laughs> the 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 beautiful Stephen Box of Vanguard Tactics, uh, 18th in the ELO, 58th in the ITC, and this man over the last few months has been mainlining Black Templar. Oh wow! And Black Templar are right up there with World Eaters in their assault ability, um, and particularly in a a meta of player place terrain, which is what the LVO will be using. That can be a, a heavy advantage for a uh, aggressive assault army player to be able to have control over where those deployment and midfield staging points are. Um, and S Steven certainly has the knowledge and the ability to use that system. Um, he's done well with assault based armies before, like Blood Angels. Yeah. So I expect to see him make a very solid run as well with these Black Templar. And I'm slight, hoping he cracks top eight this year. We should have a slight tangent right here. And Steven Box, he's coming with a whole crew from the UK. He's got his whole Vanguard yeah. Tactics. There are group. seven guys from Vanguard Tactics. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the team chat. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot of guys coming in. Uh, they're, they're, they're ready to rock, uh, rock and roll. Uh, you know, they're yeah. all really accomplished players. It's and they'll be doing their. Uh, coaching session thursday yeah. correct so they're working late night thursday and then they're all gonna go kick butt on friday so yeah kudos to them all right up next another uh lvo uh personality to keep an eye on scott rumple uh second place at rocky mountain open going undefeated 19th in elo 165th in itc and scott is a diehard space wolves player which was interesting to me because right now Space Wolves aren't the most powerful thing out there going in Marines. So I'll be interested to see if Scott continues his devotion to the Sons of Rust or if he begins to stray and look at some other Marine combos out there. What do you think, Kicker? Is he gonna he gonna hold steady? Man, you know these these Space Marine players, especially the Space Wolf players, are so loyal to their faction. I mean, just just he's not he's playing Space Wolves. Like I I mean I I don't have I, I mean I I don't know I haven't seen what he's bringing, but he's got to be bringing Space Wolves, and he's probably gonna kick ass because a, a competent player running an army they they know you know yep. they, they can take on most things now. Now, kicker, our our next up is the most recent winner of a FLG oh, yeah. event. That is Arthur Two, taking first place at SoCal Open, twenty six in the ELO, one hundred twenty seven the ITC. This man is basically all CSM all the time, which yep. fits with the West Coast because that seems to be what the West Coast does is nothing but CSM. I don't know why you guys are chaotic out there on the West Coast, <laughs> but that's all you seem to play. So keep it yep. up, West Coast. Um, yeah. After that. Our returning Australian friend, Matt Morisoli. Matt made a run to the, I believe he made it to the top eight again last year. Or last year, He's yeah, 28th in ELO, 84th in the ITC. Um, seems to be mainly focusing on demons. So again, I wouldn't think that they would be a powerhouse, but I also know Matt is a very accomplished player and I wouldn't uh, be surprised if he took something else. Uh, but if he shows up with demons, I'm going to believe he's got something there. So yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, he's coming all the way from a show. like Manny. He's making he's making the trip. He's he's there. He's he's out for blood. He wants to win. All right. Next up, another uh, FLG event winner. This is Forrest Fanton. Uh, came in first place at the BAO, uh, 60th in ELO, 72 in the ITC. And Forrest for this season has played nothing but Space Wolves kicker. <laughs> is this two Space Wolves in our top list? Jeez, man. Yeah. So I'm like, again, I don't see it there, but. There's a guy that's played nothing but Space Wolves, 16th in ELO, or not, sorry, 60th in ELO and 72 in the ITC. 
and won the BAO, like yeah. has to know what he's doing. Now, granted, yeah. uh, BAO was ninth edition Space Wolves, but he hasn't shifted focus since then. So, jeez. Now, kicker, the last event. Do you remember what the last event of the ninth edition? Uh, was it ACO or LSO? It was ACO. It was ACO. Right? ACO was the Late last ACO. event of ninth edition. Uh, you and I were there, of course. Uh, and that event was won by David Adelman. He's 16th in ELO, 39th in the ITC, and he's basically played nothing but Yanari. Uh, for last uh ninth edition and tenth edition and uh, tenth now, though i mean okay yeah wow. now yanari are certainly a step down from eldar from from mainline eldar but they still have a lot of powerful combos so again if someone's mainlining an army that long and doing well and continuing to perform i have to believe there's something there so david certainly could surprise us now the last one i pulled now nikki d did pull one that I, I gave him a little data on um but the last one i pulled was ruben zeo um this was our third place finisher at bao he was undefeated uh he's 112th in elo um ruben uh previously i believe has, has played a, a kind of mix of armies so i'm not quite sure what he's going to bring but i'm excited to see if again maybe another dark horse might pop in and surprise some folks but uh nikki d you had a nemesis shout out Yes. All right. So I, I was checking to make sure that he was going to be attending. And uh, this was a guy that rose to fame at LVO two years ago, yep. ended up on uh, the final table, yep. uh, did not win the event, but he finished second. And you'll remember him for the uh, Taylor Swift objective markers he had. That is Matt Laura. Uh, so Matt is my local nemesis. I cannot beat him whenever I face him at a GT, which is uh, pretty frequently here on the East Coast. Um, Matt, uh, but he finished second at the 2022 LVO. 2023, last year, he just missed the shadow round. He was he did make the top eight at ACO um, last summer. He is 79th in ELO, and he is also a coach with Vanguard Tactics, uh, and he has been running Necrons oh, okay, since cool. last summer. So, uh, you know, Necrons got a new codex, and, and there were some changes that were made uh, to, to that, but he's going to be running Necrons. So, Matt, definitely a name to... Uh, to watch out for and, um, and i always done well i'm a little privy to maybe what he's thinking because i'm in the vanguard team chat <laughs> the boy was never all about them immortals to begin with so i'm yeah. sure whatever right. he's hooked up necron wise he has a plan even with this this faq in effect so, and in a little background i believe the, that was his first lvo ever going all the way to the yeah. right he just showed up two years ago and made it all the way to the finals wow wow very cool uh, well, I, I do have to give one chat shout out to James Carmona. Uh, I didn't have the ELO score for James, so we didn't include him in the now. But James Carmona is in attendance, and he's a fantastic yeah. player. And I am just letting him know that I didn't have the data, so I didn't. <laughs> uh, you know, right. okay, do, do we want to like make predictions, or we should just no? We should make. Oh yeah, predictions. Um, I mean, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. You guys are the pros here. What, what, do, what do you think, Seth? If you're going to pick out one, I mean, I know Manny's, you know, he, he's the, he's the, he's the, as you said, the Vegas option right now, the, the bet. But come on, what do you think? I want to give it to Sean. Sean. I think Sean Naden, he's playing orcs. Orcs have some good matchups into some of the top meta armies. Um, and he has the skill that when he's in a bad matchup against a less meta army, um, I think he can play around it. He's made deep runs before. He's got he's the really, dude. He's got the experience, right? He's, he's not been, been on anyone's top. radar because he's not going to a lot of events right now. Yeah. Um, I think Manny's the safe choice, but but Sean's probably like my number two. You guys, remember the LVO is special that it's 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 three rounds on Friday, three rounds 
on Saturday, followed by the like the shadow round. And actually, there's no shadow round. It's, it's not a shadow anymore. Round. It's just a, another round. So the top 16 yeah. have to play a fourth round yeah. on Saturday. And that that's a gauntlet. And then you the rest of us can, play. you know, have some Please. drinks and relax. Yeah. So those guys keep playing. So so what Sean's got that other people don't necessarily have is he he's done that mul- multiple times now. He's gone through that shadow round to go play. So that that right there is like a, a skill set that that few others have, which I think gives him a nice little advantage going into uh, Sunday. Uh, Nikki D, what do you what do you think, man? If you're going to pick one player, who do you, who do you think is going to be? I I might have to pick uh, my uh, my my guy Matt Morisoli coming over from Australia. Uh, Matt, absolute absolute uh, gamer when it comes to Warhammer 40k has been on Team Australia at WTC the last couple of years. Uh, I Seth, you noted that he's uh, run Chaos Demons and that's been kind of his primary faction, but he's dabbled with some other factions as well. So I, I think actually at WTC he ran Chaos Knights. So, but Matt, absolutely fantastic guy, uh, great gamer. Um, has a non-American won LVO, the 40k champs before? Oh man, I don't believe so. Oh, come on, Matt. Matt or Manny. Come on, what do you guys? It's your time. Yeah, I think Matt's definitely up there. Uh, some folks may not recognize that name as much, but uh, Matt's absolute an absolute gamer, um, and he's. I think he's. James Carmona did just point else. out that uh, I don't believe a non-U.S. Uh, player has won the LVO. Yeah. So there we go. So I mean that that is Manny's time. Yeah. It is your time. Guys, tell us in chat, who are you rooting for? Who do you want us to uh, focus on during the event? You know, Seth will be there with, with Joe from War Games Live streaming the entire event. And, you know, there's a lot of tables there. Uh, so help us pick who to watch uh, so we can keep the, you know, the, the show going. Uh, Seth, let's run into some network news. Do we have anything that we want to talk about on that end? Well, since this is the last time we'll be talking to folks before we uh, we head off to Las Vegas, um, I thought it would be a good idea to point out where you could watch all the different game Great systems. Idea. Yeah. Um, so, of course, like I said, War Games Live has the 40K stream. They're going to be the main tables. They're going to be the, the top games. Jack Harpster, last year's winner, is going to be commentating during those games. And I will be running around doing the sideline reporting, uh, getting some player interviews and all that fun jazz. Um, so stay tuned there. We're also working on some content for him in between rounds. Uh, for AOS, Games Workshop themselves stream that, so you can go over to their Twitch page and see them there. If you're interested in A Song of Ice and Fire, uh, that'll be done by Sunday Slaughter over on their YouTube channel, uh, Professional Cash. Excuse oh, me. Um, I'm good. I'm good. It's staying down. Um, Professional <laughs> Casual Network uh, is going to be streaming MCP. Uh, if you're interested in Legion, that's going to be Yavin Base. That's what you need to look for. Uh, X-Wing is going to be streamed by Gold Squadron. And then Kill Team is being done by the Squad Games Podcast. And you can find all their information on our Facebook page or websites. Um, all of it's available there to, to find the links for all their streams. So Seth, I'm going to hop in right now, man. Yep. These, these seven different streamers, they are the best in their respective game systems. Yep. I mean, they are amazing, amazing. Obviously, we know War Games Live because we're all 40K listeners. But Yavin Base Gold Squad, Squad Game, yep. like these guys are amazing. So if you're just dabbling in another game system or you just want to like watch something a little different right now, jump around. Yeah, there's time between rounds, you know, something like that. These yeah. these guys, like they're going to they create a great product that will entertain you. So so please consider oh. checking them out, especially I, I, I got to do a shout out for the professional casuals for MCP. Those guys, they do a great job. Like yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't know anything Jim, about MCP. Jim but... is a dedicated man. I can yeah. tell you that much. Yeah, so, oh, awesome yeah. stuff. We get to see them. It also be good to see these people that I, you know, work with via email most of the year. Yeah. It's always nice to see them. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm the guy we we keep emailing each other. So, um, speaking of seeing people, kicker. Yeah. Uh, in one week, we'll be landing, and then then it's time to start saying hi to the folks. Yeah. Uh, 
So where can folks find us? Where can they come say hi to us? So guys, I basically live at the front registration. As you enter, that's where I will be along with, you know, the whole team handling front registration. I might not be working a computer, I might be jumping from computer to computer, kind of helping out as needed. But I, I, I you know, and, and Seth, where, 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 where's home going to be for you? Where, where for, are you be for, for most of my my time, it'll probably be at the War Games live table and then kind of wandering the 40K hall, getting the interviews. Joe and I are still working on the tech about how far I can wander, okay. but you know. We'll figure that out. But yeah, you'll find me mostly in the 40K hall. Of course, Thursday night uh, during uh, early registration, which you definitely want to get to because there's sales in the vendor hall. You're going to want to go to the GW preview. I'll be hanging out in line with everyone, saying hi, maybe doing some some fun uh, recording with everyone out there, saying hi to folks. Um, come up and say hi to, to Kicker and make sure to give him hot tea. Um, <laughs> that's the rule. I you do lose my voice. Episode, but he needs hot tea. Do it for me. Do it for Nikki D. If you find any one of the three of us, I will have stickers for all of us to hand out. Nikki, wait, 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 Nikki D, do we know where you're going to be? Because I know you're roaming, man. You're you're on a mission the entire time. I'm I'm basically going to be like a Calidus assassin, where I'm okay, going to be on the board, and then if I'm not in, in engagement rage at engagement rage range at the end of the turn, I'm going to go <laughs> off the table and I'm going to come back somewhere else. Um, but I will be going around doing some video content and segments along with uh, Jake from FLG. So we're going to be doing a whole bunch of other little things here and there so you'll see me i'll probably have an flg shirt and my usual flannel to go along with it um but you, i'll be all wait, over the place is the flannel going over the flg shirt yeah and no, i think it has to go underneath the flg shirt it is important it's, you guys uh oh, yeah. all frontline gaming staff do you need to wear the the black frontline gaming staff shirts so that people can identify us so nikki d i think flannel i can, tie it, I can tie it i can tie it around the waist you can tie it around your waist there you go yeah so I'll what, still if, be wearing what if he it, just got you flannel nice. sleeves there we go perfect perfect right just the sleeves, yeah. Lumberjack hat, like a flannel <laughs> lumberjack hat. There we go. It'd be perfect. It's, it's timeless. No, but but guys, seriously, Seth, Nick, and I will will, will be there, and 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 we mean this. Please come say hi. Introduce yeah. yourselves to us. You know, yeah. obviously, you, you may have watched you know signals from the front line. You may have been to a few events, but like, come say hi. In, introduce yourself. We'd love we'd love to get to meet you, shake your hands, and uh, hear about your experience at the LVO, and and maybe you can tell us what you guys want us doing uh, content for as we move forward into twenty twenty four. So, yeah. guys, like I said, please come say hi. We're friendly. We don't bite uh, most of the time, and uh, you know, uh, if it, <laughs> we're just always happy to see so many people. The LVO is is packed. There's about six thousand, seven thousand people there and uh we, we love to see people that we don't get to see outside of lvo it's that's like that time we do of the year we get to see all our friends that's why we do it man that's why we do it all right well we thank you so much for joining us from this, this episode of signals from the front line have a great week and we will see you guys at the lvo good night <laughs>